Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 98. I'm your host, Octavius St. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jiraiya. Jiraiya? Damn. Jiraiya? Yo, we're off Jiraiya? to a good-ass start with this one. Adam Jiraiya Tatteris. It's your man, Adam Jiraiya. Gia Tetris. <laughs> what what were you going for here? Uh, is this a Naruto thing? Character from Na- Naruto. Nah, I can't with that. I I don't know how to say that. I don't know oh, anything I, about Naruto. You never seen Naruto? I'm I'm familiar with Naruto, but I I, I don't know. Like I know Naruto, and that's that. That's it. Let me tell you something. That name and the dude with the eyebrows and the bowl cut. Rockley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I am Rockley. Yeah, that's all. That's about all I know of Naruto. Listen, man, I'm about 600 episodes shy of watching that that that, that TV show, bro. My friends have highly encouraged me <laughs> to watch Naruto, mm-hmm. and I said, "Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it." And ah. oh, damn! Like they tell me that this is the greatest. Shout out to Dante. Shout out to Ken Sparks. Um, they're like Naruto is the you know my my buddy Dante is like that's my favorite anime. The story's so good, yada 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 yada. Yeah, and he's like it's even better when you get to Naruto Shippuden. All right, and right, yeah. <laughs> so I like any other person who lives in the streaming time period. Uh huh. I get on the internet and I say, "Internet, bring yourself online." Mm-hmm. And then they hello Octavius. What would how you like you? to watch? And I said, um, yo, internet, how many episodes are there of Naruto? There are 3,800, <laughs> Nah. Yeah. I was like, nah, man, I'm not doing this. Yeah, it's wild, right? And, um, it's been going for a very long time. Yeah, and it's so many episodes. And here's my take on Naruto so far. Mm-hmm. Naruto says some... It's saying some really dope stuff. Uh-huh. It's making some really good points. Uh-huh. It takes so <laughs> long yeah, yeah. to say what it's trying to say. I mean It takes a scenic route. I mean, they 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 just they they have a lot of seasons. I'm talking out of my 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 ass right now because I don't know anything about the show. But they take the scenic route, they have a lot of seasons, so they have to they get they take the long way around. What is it like 26 episodes a season? Yeah. So they, they have to do everything they can do. I mean everything, use every part of that thing. And uh Dragon Ball Z was like that. Dragon Ball Z was like, y- y'all took 24 episodes to do the one fight. Y'all been screaming for what is twenty four times thirty? You y'all been screaming for twelve uh, hours right now. We're 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 yeah. having a good old time. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's pretty funny. So when Naruto gets to the point where it's tr- where it makes its point, or when it does the thing, or it has the moment, you're yeah. like, whoa, this is really good because it it ha- shout out to Dante. It has earned it. It uh-huh. does earn the moments. Uh-huh. I will say that I am adapting myself to this kind of storytelling. You're getting into anime. Because I've watched anime back in the day. Yeah. And I didn't really dive too deeply into it. And I and in right now what I'm really focusing on is motion design. Uh-huh. So motion design. What is that? Motion design is like a combination of animation, design, and filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like so to give an example of what motion design is, you know, when you see the ending credits of a movie that's motion design opening credits 
logos coming on, uh-huh. commercials, uh-huh. trailers, uh-huh. you know, and the new iPhone with blah, 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 and so da, 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 like all that stuff that's moving. That's, probably, that's probably not a real iPhone floating in the sky. Yeah, right. You know, or, you know, when you see those silly commercials for, you know, try AT&T, and it's like all of that stuff is motion design. So it's like making little cartoons mm-hmm. or... Sometimes it's just really dope video. So if you're interested in motion design, you can check out some studios. If I mean, if you're listening, you're interested, Giant Ant, Buck, um, Odd Fellows, Psyops. These are some design studios. That- Psyops. 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 Yeah. Psyops was the name of a video game back in the day that I think is massively underrated. Psyops. It was like this dude who uses his brain to move stuff and has Professor Xavier powers. Mm-hmm. It's like a third-person shooter on the Xbox and the right. PS2. Yo, PsyOps was awesome. Mm-hmm. Totally not the same PsyOps that Probably you are not. speaking on. But. but anyway, if you want to look into it, you can check that out. Mm-hmm. You know what motion design is. When you start getting a handle on it, you're going to go, oh, uh-huh. right. How Some, is that? How do you, somebody has to do this stuff. Right? How do you tie that back to Naruto? So because of that. Shippuden. Because of that. And because I have a little human, I'm really intentionally diving into animation heavy. Like, y'all know I love animation. Yeah. But one of the things I'm recognizing is not only should you look at animation, but you should look at who inspired who, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Not just the final product that you see in 2018, but who inspired the people. So I know I, that you just watched a Miyazaki film. Yes. A Hayao Miyazaki. Did, you watched Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Yeah. Um, so talk about icons yeah i'm really just trying to dive into the great animation which has led me back to anime which has led me back to yeah let me look at akira again well let me read the akira manga let me you know let me just get into all of the stuff that inspires the stuff we see now Mm -hmm. and that made me just do a deep dive of all right Mm -hmm. i've seen anime here and there i put it out on twitter top five anime Mm-hmm. What should I watch? Sure. You know, like, yeah. let me let me do what I've done with everything else. Let me just give myself over to this genre. Yeah. Because I recognize there's like a, it's almost like a language barrier. Like, I kind of like, not like literally I can't speak Japanese, but the type of storytelling, I have to adjust myself and yes. go, man, this is not what i'm used to culturally the way they all. the way they tell stories the story tropes the characters that show up you know the the behavior of of characters there i think there are these things when you get into anime, you take for granted like oh yeah, you always fall down when you're confused or disappointed mm-hmm. that's that's what that that's what happens and I'm like well well yeah, there's always like an animal that's very smart and tags around, and yeah, like girls have cat ears like that's what's up that of course. And there, there are a lot of things that out, outside of the bubble of being an anime fan, I, I completely understand. It's like speaking another la- visual language, cultural language, storytelling language. Like, yeah. huh? Yeah. What? And I always think of that when I want to introduce a friend of mine or, or my partner into anime because I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite programs of all time. Mm-hmm. And so when I want to get someone in, I think of Cowboy Bebop as a great entryway because it's a little lighter on those tropes. It has some of them. Some of the characters like Ayn, the super smart Corgi, and Radical Ed, who's like real bendy and anime-like, it, they're, they're 
the more traditional anime tropes that I know and love mm-hmm. and expect. But for the most part, the rest of it is grounded in a, a totally different, I don't know. It's not realistic, but it's a different kind of storytelling. So I think it it helps. It's it holds people's hands yeah. as it, as it uh, introduces itself. And you know what's really interesting that I'm learning as I'm doing my studies? Mm. A lot of what sci-fi is was heavily inspired by Akira and mm. Ghost in the Shell yeah, and man. uh not Domo Dumo the 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 that first manga that uh who 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 wrote Akira uh Otomo Otomo yeah. yeah that that he wrote like you know you just doing your just doing your googles doing yeah. your research and finding yeah. out so when you see all of this motion design and animation and these giant suits and these giant robotic Things like, you know, a lot of stuff you just take for granted. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this came from somewhere. Are you finding anything that you like in particular? I mean, after well, you push through that barrier? So here's what so here's what I'm finding out. Yeah. As take me on your anime journey. As I as I go to Naruto, I go I mean this with as much respect but honesty as I possibly oh, can. Oh, yeah. I feel like I am stepping way down. Mm-hmm. From what I normally consume, mm-hmm. almost like I'm bending down to a little kid and going, uh-huh. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Well, isn't that interesting? Oh, my God. I don't care about any of this. You know what I mean? Like, when you go from watching Homecoming yeah. on Amazon the, to- The new TV show. Right. To watching Naruto, it's just like you're talking to a little kid. It's, it's literally it's like different. you're talking to a little uh, to a little child. Mm. Like, the conversations they're having- I'm going to be the greatest Hokage. You'll watch and see. Nothing will ever stop me. My name is Naruto Uzumaki. And I, all right, shut up. Okay, I get it. I understand. Let's go. Punch the guy in the face. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've said it. And it's not a matter of you didn't say it. It's that you've said it six times. Yeah. And then the camera goes, bong, bong, yeah. bong. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> then it goes to the next it's like I did not need all of that I didn't need you to show me the sh- screen shattering into five pieces show me everybody's face that's shocked and then zoom back to the other person and then they take a step back and go alright see if you can deal with it it's just like <laughs> I love yo it. this is taking so long you know and yo, then, and then, and and then, then when then. they finally do the thing it's like that's it? Most every anime, me, most every anime has at least one episode per season where all they do is show clips from the previous episodes where they're like taking a vacation or they're at a hot spring and they're like, ah, remember when we were doing battle? And they, they just show mm-hmm. everything that happened. And I imagine, I mean, streaming culture, what it is now, yeah. we are capable of watching things at our own clip. Mm-hmm. When that was not the case, and that was very much not the case when I got into anime, I was ordering these catalogs called Right Stuff. The the Right Stuff catalog was the thing where you were you would order the anime that you wanted and they would send you the tapes. Mm-hmm. And it was expensive as hell. And you couldn't get it at a at a steady expected frequency Mm. you know so i guess it was helpful to get those episodes out but like yeah for all the time all that repetitive motion all the time they take to do very little for the most part 
Uh, and then they have that episode tossed in there. Every anime's got that episode yeah. tossed in there. Well, with Naruto, but the thing it is, seems like almost every episode is that episode. Naruto is is a, a special classification of of anime unto itself. In the same shonen way, jump is shonen. Yeah. So, so I'm and again I'm learning. Like yeah. so, shonen is a certain type of anime, mm. and it seems like My Hero Academia is kind of a shonen mm-hmm. show, also. Yeah. But here's the deal. Just to give you an example, like you said, so what am I finding? So you got Naruto. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for One Punch Man. Spoilers Love. for One Punch Man. Yo. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Spoilers for One Punch Man. Three, two, one. Spoiler wall going up. It's your fault. It's your fault. One Punch Man. Great show. Episode one. Hey, here's what's going on. Here's how he got there. Here's the dilemma. Giant fight scene yeah. afterwards. And then you get the emotional beat. This is what the show is about. Boom. Got it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Follow. Cowboy Bebop. Okay. I'm able to follow it. There's enough. It, it seems similar to something that I would normally watch. Mm-hmm. Even Samurai Champloo. Similar to something that I would already watch. Yeah. And I think, which is interesting about Neon Gen- Genesis Evangelion, which I watched the first episode of yesterday. Yeah. I think all my time with Naruto yeah. has kind of prepared me for that. Interesting. So now when I watch that, it's more action. It's more like we're moving, yeah. but I think culturally I'm a little bit more like adapted yeah. to be able to like, okay, this seems like what's going on here, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think it's the stuff that is more in line with what I would normally watch that yeah. wasn't anime. Yeah. Because like little chibi characters, yeah. it's I don't watch stuff like that. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And let me tell you something right now. <laughs> We got Naruto. Yo, listen, listener, he's we got po- Sasuke he's pointing at me. And who, he's counting on his fingers. Naruto, Sasuke, and what's what's her name? What's the what's the girl's name? From Naruto? What, from Naruto. You can't you can't ask me that. I do because not know. Because you never watched it. That's I do right. not know. Twenty one um, Savage. Is it I don't think it's twenty one Savage. <laughs> what's her name? Uh Sakura. Okay. Where I'm at so far, I'm so sick of Sakura because <laughs> she don't do nothing but scream. <laughs> Like, I, I, I thus far, currently, at this point, yeah. as a man with a daughter, I am frustrated with this character uh-huh. because all she does is scream about a boy. Mm-hmm. That's a trope. she does. That's a trope, too. And I don't like it. That's, that's I your, very much do not like that. That's your, like, Usagi Tsukino, uh, Sailor, Sailor Moon. Okay. Her name is Usagi Tsukino. Uh, Usagi, that's Usagi's John. It's like, and, and it, they make it into a joke, so it is, it's self-referential in its own right. But here's the thing. Because you got, that, you got the people in, in Sailor Moon who are like, Sailor Moon, you are the guardian of Earth. You have to save the day. And she's like, does Tuxedo Mask like me? And all the characters fall down you know so all of them like come on son and so at least it's aware of itself in in that way it, it plays on that you you know sailor moon exists uh if not entirely but in part because power rangers exists mm-hmm. and the creator of sailor moon was like yeah that but why not all girl team you know okay where, where, where there's, okay, where there's the superheroes for for the girls for the ladies and and that's where that show comes from I, i'm 31 years old i have a ritual now Saturday mornings, I wake up, I have a, a hot coffee, a bowl of cereal, and I watch a couple of episodes of Sailor Moon on Hulu. It's great. That's just the move. It's just as good. It's better than I remember it. It's wholesome. It's funny. The action is fun. I mean, it's just, it's the jam. Do you watch it with subtitles or do you watch it dubbed? 
Sailor Moon, I like watching dubbed. Well, I grew up watching that while eating breakfast. When I was a kid, I was sitting at the breakfast table and it was just on at like 6.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. I was getting ready for school watching Sailor Moon. And it was dubbed and so I recognized the voices. And also, it's light material, you know? So... I can listen to it dubbed and feel like I'm not missing a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not really missing that whatever that pure intention of the show was when it was first created. For most other shows, I would prefer it subtitled so I can listen to the original Japanese inflection so I can catch the the hopefully really well-translated dialogue. Uh, but Sailor Moon, it, it ain't like that. Like it's 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 not all that serious, so I could just watch it with the English voices. Yeah, and Hulu did this cool thing where they they re-released or maybe released for the first time these English dubs, these English cuts of the show, and they are not edited from the original Japanese show. When I was watching it when I was a child, I did not know this, but those episodes were edited to take a lot of things out that uh, I guess American producers thought would be questionable, hmm. like. Homosexual relationships. Nope. Gone. Took them out. Changed the context of it. They said two characters that were lovers, two women that were lovers. They said they were cousins in the American show. So in my, in, when I'm growing up, I'm like, well, yeah, Sailor, they, like, they're cousins. And they love each other. That's why they're touching each other's legs like that. <laughs> but it's like, no, that doesn't Maybe really... <laughs> Maybe that's not what it is. It doesn't really resolve the issue. Yeah. It cr- creates a, a different one entirely. Um, so I, I have mad respect for the fact that there is an audience, there's a fan base. Yeah, I'm talking about anime, you talk about fan base. Mm-hmm. There's a and fan I base like that I demanded out on that. This whole, this whole chapter of geekdom. But you're wading into the water right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the water is warm, my friend. Yeah. Because there are a lot of. Sweaty folks up in here. I had a rem- I had a memory of why I think I turned away from anime. Oh, unpack that when I was younger. Uh huh. And my again in my research, you know, you have those YouTube videos of like top ten anime and like anime from the and then I went to anime from the nineties mm-hmm. and then I said, oh, this is why I stopped watching it because hmm. it's freaking weird. Like nineties <laughs> anime was like. Like Yu Yu Hakusho, vulgar mm-hmm. and sexual, fist of the North and Star, demonic, like like Devil very Man, baby. very like, and I think at that age I was like, nah, get behind me, Satan. This no, no, it wasn't even in. Uh, it wasn't even like Christianity. It uh-huh. wasn't like that. It's just. I think you know what I mean when I say it didn't sit right with my spirit. Sure. Not like uh, the, the Lord said. It's really just like, I don't feel good about this. doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, I get and it. And even I'm watching Iron Giant with my little person, with yeah. my little human. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. You know, I'm watching it. She's watching it. And the Iron Giant goes, mm, you know, where his head comes down into the screen. She's terrified. <laughs> and I was just like, no, no, no. It's it. And she's like, got to turn it off (laughs) and i'm like oh some things just scare you yeah we know he's the hero he's super man you know what i mean yeah she don't know that Uh uh-huh terrified so at whatever age i think i first started engaging with that Mm -hmm. i had because the because like the it was like a nostalgic emotion that activated Mm -hmm. when i because that's not naruto Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's not one punch man it's 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 a tone to some of the stuff that I must have come in contact with when I was young mm-hmm. that made me go, 
nah, I'm good on this. Sure. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It just didn't... Do you yeah. know? You know the, you know the kind of stuff I'm talking about. I, I do know, and that. I don't even know what it was I saw, but I just remember. Oh, this is the feeling that didn't sit right. S- similar to horror movies, when when I was growing up, anime and getting your hands on different kinds of anime, especially weird, n- nasty stuff, it was like a a, a badge of honor. You know, mm. it was like a rite of passage because I was. I was hanging out with kids that were kind of alternative. I was listening to alternative music. You know, it's not too far from the, the out crowd, right? Like you, you look toward alternative forms of entertainment. So mm-hmm. you, you, uh, you, you do that with your the t-shirts, the fashion, the, whatever. And also, anime was just sort of like tangential or or close in proximity to mm-hmm. a lot of that culture for me when I was a kid. Right. And so it was a big deal. It was like, you you try to find the weirdest stuff and it was a part of growing up. You were basically seeing stuff you weren't supposed to see. And then mm-hmm. at a certain point in time, you're like checking boxes. It's like, yeah, I've seen that. Of course. Bored, yawn. Right. What else you got? At a certain point in time, and you know this about me, I, I turned around a little bit. I don't like ultra-violent mm-hmm. stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't like a, a certain kind of like when I say perversion, I don't just mean like That's the sexual. Word. That's but the I mean word. like I, I don't necessarily like super exploitative or perverted forms of entertainment. But at the same time, I have like a bizarre nostalgia for a lot of that weird stuff. That's when you said perversion, that's how young Octavius felt. Mm. It wasn't like, oh, I'm I'm like I'm turned on. Mm-hmm. I'm I was kind of just like, oh. <laughs> No, no. This is the, the you know what I mean. This is yeah. this doesn't make me feel good. It fe- it makes me feel ugh. Yeah, I'm not having a good time right now. Yeah. Not like ooh, I hope nobody catches me because then I would get in trouble. Yeah. What can I get away with? It's kind of like sure. turn this off, please. L- let me ask you a loaded question. Go for it. Do you think this comes from your upbringing in religion? I don't think it comes from my upbringing in in religion because my relationship with God when I was younger was religious in the sense of how you religiously brush your teeth. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't intentionally choose to follow Jesus until I was late 20s? Yeah. Early late 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 mid mid 20s? Sure. Something like that? Sure. Something like that. So I had gone to church because my mom sent me to church. That's what you do. It's part of the ethic. You know, but it wasn't like my grandfather wasn't like my 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 mom not really. Like we didn't grow up in a house where we opened the Bible and we said do divorce. That's not how I grew up. Like my relationship with God was via other people. Mm. And it wasn't until I had an actual actual interaction personally as an adult where i was kind of like oh okay i think i believe this yeah i think this is starting to make sense yeah sure but that's why i'm saying it really wasn't about that Mm -hmm. it was about just like my kid when she sees iron giant Mm -hmm. whoa no no i don't like this yeah this is overwhelming uh this doesn't work for me yeah i understand that yeah Yeah. i kind of felt I, i remember I think so. I think the next time I encounter anime, yeah, this is turning into an anime show. But it's all right. Uh, the next time I encounter anime, <laughs> comic was, book junto shippuden. Yeah, yeah, it was was Kill Bill. Oh, when and they did the uh, Oreni Shi. Yeah, thing, and that's yeah. when I was kind of just like, oh, here's that stuff again. Because mm. I, you know, I'm not. It's not like 
I know what this stuff is. It's mm-hmm. like, it's that style. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's ultra violent. Mm-hmm. But I think at that age, I was able to go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I know how to process this because I'm watching Kill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but there's, and oh, uh, there was another time, I don't know which one came first, the Animatrix was another time yes. where I was kind of like, oh, it's that stuff again. You know, that, because, you know, the Animatrix, I specifically still in my mind see a visual where some robot crushed a skull in its hand and Animatrix the eyeballs was legit. Poke, poke, like squirted out. And I was like, oh, God, there's something. But now at this age, there's something about going back and watching that kind of stuff. And it's more about the animation mm-hmm. of like, how is that making me feel this way? Mm-hmm. You know, how is there, what is it about how they're animating that's evoking this emotion? Because I don't get that out of watching a DC animated movie. Yeah, I don't feel, this when I watch Akira, I feel... And excited, and I'm like, I'm bothered, like, I'm affected. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. There's something about the way it's animated that is affecting me. That when I watch Ralph Breaks the Internet, it's like, okay. Yeah. I'm just not, it's the visuals are doing something to me. And that's the thing I think that's brought me back around to anime Mm. is like, I respect this art form now. Mm -hmm. And it's not just kind of like this one off experience. It's more like, let me dive into this and learn about it and learning about how they made Akira and how they painstakingly did all of these frames. There's this scene where he throws the blank, the the cloth back on the bike. Mm-hmm. And now that I have a different brain and eyes to see, I see how much detail is and just how the, the tarp is falling. It's just yeah. like, this is a lot. Yeah. When the big giant bear Comes together. Have you seen Akira? Yeah, yeah. Comes absolutely. together through yeah. all in the, the, in junk the hallucination and trash. in the, in the uh, hospital. Yeah, yeah. And then there, there's this elephant that curls its tr- trunk together, and you know what I mean. Like all of that stuff is like, oh, this is something different. This isn't. This isn't like I'm not going to see this when we go see Into the Spider Verse. So I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because that is a key, central, important part of anime. Anime is like a certain look. It is a certain style of animation. Yeah. It is the way that it moves. I mean, they're, they're very clearly signature elements that make it anime, apart from the fact that it is made in Japan yeah. and it, you know, ascribes yeah. to that scale, that uh, culture. So the reason Intensity, that I'm... Density, speed, power. The reason, the reason that I'm focusing on that is because yesterday, Netflix went ham, announced a lot of things having to do with anime. Mm-hmm. One... Neon Genesis is coming to Netflix, which I find fascinating. I heard there's a whole story, there's a whole history behind that. There's so much to say about that, and we probably don't even have the time. This probably isn't even the space, but we'll talk about that as we get closer to that coming out. I think next month, maybe January? They said spring. Spring. Um, Two, they announced a new Ultraman series, which Mm -hmm. is dope, because I love Ultraman, kaiju battles, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And then three, the big one. Last night, they announced that they have... A live action cowboy bebop mm-hmm. coming to Netflix. Right. So you are very excited. Yeah. You are yeah. head over heels. The look on your face is letting me know that this is what you have been waiting for. Yeah. You know, it's funny. There's been a rumor spreading around any any anime fans and bebop fans. There's been a rumor forever. Beboppers. Beboppers. That that's right. That's right. Yeah. Beboppers. Um, space cowboys is what we call ourselves. Fair uh there's been a rumor circulating forever 
about Keanu Reeves playing Spike Spiegel, the main character from Cowboy Bebop, or one of the main characters, I should say. Okay. And when I say this rumor has been out forever, I'm talking like since 98, when the show came out to begin with. I mean, people have been talking about it forever. And now that it is live action... I'm no longer thinking, oh, who's going to play these characters? I'm thinking about what I just mentioned earlier. Anime is important because anime is animated and the Mm -hmm. look of anime Mm -hmm. and the feel and the things that you can achieve. Right. And it's not like anime doesn't translate into live action. Japan has a number of examples of movies and, and TV shows in which they do a live action interpretation. I've heard that that doesn't go well often. Not often. And... In this case, I don't think this is going to be a Japanese production. I know that the team that made the original Bebop series is on as like executive producing. Okay. I also know that uh, Shinchiro Watanabe, the guy who uh, is the director of Bebop and also Shamplu. um, Oh, he did Shamplu also. Yeah, that's right. That makes sense why I... Like those, mm-hmm. and it, uh, his his anime uh, is is heavily entwined in music, and so hip hop with, with Shampoo and jazz d- yeah. with uh, bebop, mm-hmm. and um, so anyway, Shinjiro Watanabe was announced that he he would be consulting, and emphasis on the ing part of that consulting, as in it hasn't happened yet. Okay, so this project is still far away. Anyway, suffice to say, when you change the medium, everything changes. And when you go from anime to live action, everything changes. So I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, I, I don't, I don't think this is going to be good. But I, let me just settle my my cynicism. I don't think this is going to be good because the reason why I believe Bebop is good is because what it, it because of what it is. If you change the DNA of the thing, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. So why do it? Why? Because they know Octavius is going to watch it. Yeah. And they know that Adam is going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. And they know that Kenny's going to watch it and Dante is going to watch it and, yeah. and and everybody else who knows. They already what, got Ken and Dante. Yeah. Like they, they don't Cowboy need... Bebop, anybody who knows what that is, and they got Netflix, which is everybody who knows what Cowboy Bebop is. Yeah. They know they're going to watch it. Yeah. And if they put Keanu Reeves, everybody, John Wick is going to play. Everybody's I mean, going to watch I, I'm it. I'm not endorsing that that rumor right now. It's been circulating for I mean, all if, time. if Keanu turns in to the main character, yeah. is that going to give you some excitement? I don't... I mean, I have a what more... What if the director of John Wick becomes the director <laughs> of <laughs> Totally, di- completely, 100% different thing, though. Like John Wick is not Cowboy Bebop. I understand. Totally... What's, the, what's, the, what's your version? What's my version? Uh, it seems like... You're starting out against it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, why? Uh, We've gone from comic book Ninja Turtles to animated Ninja Turtles to live action Ninja Turtles to 3D Ninja Turtles back to live action with CGI Ninja Turtles. Mm There have been good and bad ones. Yeah. What's different about Bebop? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say it's different per se. I just hold it in a high regard. So it's close to you. It's close to me. So the thing that I would love to hear from Netflix is we got Bebop and we're bringing it in HD to Netflix. You can watch it anytime. And I would say, yeah, I'm going to share that with everybody I know because that's awesome. It's a great show mm-hmm. and it's still a great show. Mm-hmm. And what I'm not excited to hear is Bebop is coming, but only in live action form. I'm well, like, you can watch huh? it. We can watch it on Hulu. Sure. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I, I have no shortage of access to that show. I, I, I got the DVDs. I got the what tapes. What you doing with those? What I got those? the Blu-rays. What you do with those? I'm, they're just sitting collecting dust. Oh, right. Like every other disc-based entertainment Soon you're, go- soon you're soon you're you're going you're just gonna upload your consciousness. I got the USB sticks. I got the LimeWire downloads. Oh. I got the Kazaa files. Man, I got like one of the first thing I probably ever tried to download when, when like Napster came out, like Be- Cowboy Bebop, Bebop episode. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not excited for it. I, I think it's going to be bad it it fundamentally why? changes why? everything why about it. why are we already at it being bad why because i no one can possibly what anime make... are you excited to see live action none it, i like anime because i like anime are you excited to see a new superman movie just any old new superman uh, is Zack snyder attached to it no all right sure why what's different uh i would say it's a little bit different for me when it is a conversion of a comic book, which is a still image, to a movie, which is, it feels different to me because it imbues motion. It's like, you know all that work your brain has to do when you're reading a comic book? We did that work for you. Sit back and relax. And there, there's, I see how the medium changes okay. and I can still make the same argument, obviously. Okay. Medium is the message. Marshall McLuhan. But at the same time, it feels a little bit different to me. Also, I will say, Superman has been live action in, in my world since day one. Because mm. Christopher Reeves was playing Superman before I, I entered the universe. It's a long movie, by the way. So, so, Superman number one is two hours and 25 minutes long. It's a long-ass it's a movie. a long freaking movie. Yeah. I tried to watch that with the kid. She's mm-hmm. like, I'll give you a little bit, but after a while, I'm done with this. You know what sucks about that movie, especially? What? If you want to rewind it, you have to fly backwards around the earth. Crazy. Is, which is a ton of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a ton of work. Who's got time for that? And then you miss your spot. You're like trying to get to that one spot. You miss your spot. And then you got to do it. It's Ridiculous. Yeah. I think you should give Cowboy Bebop live action a chance. I will give it a what chance. What about live action Akira? No. Why? For me, it's the same. I, I watched the Akira movie long before I watched uh, or read the manga. Have you read all like seven or five? Yeah, How many all, of them? All volume. I think it's five, maybe six. I've read them all. Yeah, actually, very I'm on, foolishly, I'm on the first one. Very foolishly read the very last one on a plane, and that thing is so thick, and so I had to put it in my bag, which meant I had like no more space in my backpack because I had Akira in my bag. But I read it on a plane, real obnoxiously. How is it? It's fantastic. Like, I know after... Spoilers for Akira. Mm. I know after watching Akira, spoilers for Akira, internet, after watching Akira, I left it like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, what the there, hell just happened? My, let me explain. Beautiful. Let me explain a little but bit of that. what though. happened? For what it's worth, and maybe this doesn't add any context or explanation, but I, I think this is helpful. It's like book one, right? Yeah, it's like book one. So that's why I'm saying, like, that's know, it. Knowing that Akira is book one of five or six books, mm-hmm. and reading the five or six books, do you feel like, whoa? Yeah, you, you, that's worth. Because now you're asking me to read the same amount that you, Dante is asking me to watch in Naruto. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, is I understand like, that. But I will say that it, it, it culminates in a different way, and it terminates. It ends. There is a conclusion. It's over. Okay. Whereas Naruto is like, man, it is time. Naruto is now Baruto. never ending. Is it Naruto? Naruto Shippuden? I believe. Don't 
quote me because I don't know all this stuff because I'm still I I have one episode left in season two. Uh-huh. And there's like five, four or five seasons in in the first John. Uh-huh. So I think it's Naruto, Naruto Shippuden, and I think it I think it's Baruto. You know what's funny? The first time I ever heard Baruto, I thought it was like a Bloods thing. <laughs> like, like people were saying, "Oh yeah, Baruto is brazy," and they'd be like, "Why are people? Is it has it really gotten to that? <laughs> this is what we're doing. This infiltrate the blows okay. infiltrated anime, <laughs> man. Okay, I mean, I have no questions. I have. I'm not gonna even gonna bring it up. But that's what I, I was under the impression that 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 is what was happening. So clearly, I am disconnected from Baruto. But uh, a- anyway, uh, yeah, Akira is worth reading. And anyone listening to this, Akira is worth reading. Uh, toe to tip, that that's a really good story. And if you want to just sit and marvel at the work of this dude, Otomo, what is it, Kentuhiro Otomo? Katsuhiro Otomo. Katsuhiro Otomo. Otomo. I so. He, I mean, he banged this whole thing out. He drew all of it and wrote all yeah, of it. Yeah, it's just him. And it's it's very breezy. So when you read the book, the it's panels the, the panels are large. It moves. It never stops. So that the size of those books, it, it it looks a little intimidating. But honestly, I could sit. It and, is a you're like you're like turning. Oh, you're yeah. literally turning the page. It's almost like a flip book. Yeah, you're turning the page pretty quick. Which becomes terrible because sometimes I just want to sit and marvel at them at those panels. Like one dude. Wow. How do you feel about Ultraman coming? I like Ultraman. I'm excited for Ultraman. I grew up on Ultraman as well and always loved Godzilla. And uh, Godzilla's like counterpart to Ultraman was called Jet Jaguar. He was one of my favorite characters in the Godzilla movies. You think we're going to get Ultraman in the King of the Monsters? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it. they're going to mix it. I don't think they're going to mix it. Um, other stuff. There's a Young Justice trailer. You don't care about that that much. I do right? like Young Justice. Yeah. I, I will say, if on the topic of animation, for the most part, DC's animation, it, I don't like. Really? I, yeah, I don't. Th- there are some DC movies where I really do, uh-huh. but uh, for the most part, I just don't like it. It looks like paper dolls. They don't move the right way to me hmm. when I compare it to anime, where it looks like everything is in the same universe. These just feel more flat. Anime... It looks like things are constantly flowing and moving. Mm-hmm. It's like, or they're not. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. It's like when they move. Yeah. Well, I guess it. I guess it all depends. Because now that I'm saying it out loud, it seems like depending upon which anime you're watching, there's very little movement, and there's a lot of more perspective that they show. Mm-hmm. Like even the mouths kind of just they're not really like formulating words. Sure. But sometimes when the fight scenes happen, yeah. it's just like, oh, you you paid some big bucks for this part. Yeah. This particular episode, you you turned the budget up a little bit. And it's it's not every episode, right? And it's not every series. I, I think Naruto has that going for it. They've been building up doing nothing but talking for a long time, building up to this one episode where everybody just pops off and it looks beautiful. But you get that, what, once every 12 hours? Yeah, once a, it seems like they have a nice chunk of episodes and then something happens mm-hmm. and then another chunk of episodes and then the season ends. Mm-hmm. That's what I see so far. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we talked a lot about um, anime. Young Justice looks good. Young I'm Justice. Excited, I'm excited that it's finally happening. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Are you watching Titans? No. No. Mm-mm. Have you seen any of it? I, I started watching one episode, and I was just like, I'm not interested in this. Sure. There's too much other good stuff on. Yeah. There, there is. There are too many good things on. Speaking of which, 
Homecoming. Yeah. Spoilers for Homecoming. You and I have been obsessed with this TV show on Amazon Prime. Internet, listen to me. Spoilers. Spoilers for Homecoming. I'm not going to say too much about it. I don't want, I don't want to like release I, too much. I I don't really but I want to talk to you about it. Sure. And you said you want to talk to me about it. Yes. Spoilers for Homecoming. Mhm. Just telling you. 3 yeah. 2 1 it's your fault. Welcome to the other side of the spoiler wall. Yo, Homecoming is so good. So good. This is one of my favorite things that I've watched all year. What do you know about the story of Homecoming as far as the inspiration for the TV show? I know that Homecoming came from a Gimlet Media podcast. That was a scripted podcast. Yeah. There are three seasons of it out so far. That's right. Now, Amazon picked up Homecoming. They've already signed it for two seasons. Mm. Season one is already out on Amazon. I believe that they're currently working on season two. Smell Corp. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam Esmail, who is the writer director of Mr. Robot, was the director of Homecoming. And man, I tell you, there is something about the way he shoots this, yeah, and the way the scenes are set up, and yeah. the way it's edited, and the sound, like, yeah, like the sound direction, or like. The TV the show. The way they add music to create mood and just from, again, doing my research, I'm recognizing that a lot of it is based in 70s paranoia mm. inspiration. And, oh, okay. And Hitchcock. Yeah. Like, because I watched some of the scenes and some of the stuff he does with the camera. And again, it's like, this is really making me feel like uneasy and kind of yeah. like confused. Like, can I trust what the camera's telling me? Like, the whole time I'm like squinting at the TV, like, what's really going on here? Yeah, and it employs a few, uh, uh, like, screen tricks, I guess, when it comes to the flashbacks. You're trying to figure out, is this a flashback? Is this the future? What am I watching right now as far as the timeline Mm -hmm. goes? I think that's something that anyone who watches Mr. Robot is sort of familiar with. Like, what? is happening where in the timeline what is this and i feel like this show is such a lean version of that like whereas mr robot can get pretty hairy and confusing this is like such a streamlined lean version of of sam asmel's storytelling and it's Mm -hmm. beautiful Mm -hmm. and every shot every sequence is just dripping with intention yeah you know you just feel like yo he you thought about how like, this would work. You really, like, shot for shot, like, blocked these things out. Yeah. Like, that's a really good... And I think in my pursuit of, you know, education and mastery of of art, design, tech, culture, all that kind of stuff, sure. it's just leading me in all these different directions. Mm-hmm. So as I continue to learn more, I notice more. And now I'm watching movies differently. Mm. I'm looking at the way things are blocked. Yeah. And the way things are like set up and the way they're structured. And, you know, you're taking up a lot of the screen on this side and it's really, really close on their face. So it's making me feel invaded. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like what different things are doing that are making you feel this way. And even thinking about motion design, I have to now start, you know, as I'm learning about it, thinking about, well, how do what different shots and different lenses and different looks and different feels communicate what? 
Because all the movies that we watched over these years, I've been just consuming them like, a, oh, this is so fun. Sure. Now I'm looking at it like, hmm. And I think the 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 amazing thing about this is like the fact that the show is shorter mm-hmm. allows him to kind of like hold this intensity for 25 minutes, yeah. 32 minutes, you know, 37 minutes, and then just lets you, and then he doesn't actually let you go. He just lightly loosens his grip. Sure. You know? Yeah. But the whole time, like, even the way the end titles come on. Love that, man. You know? That, when it does that in the first episode, uh, the, the, the end credits pop up, but action is still taking place in the scene. Right. So you see a character hanging out after a dialogue and is just putting his shit back together and standing around figuring out, well, well, what am I going to do now? Where am I going now? And the credits are just playing out. And I'm just sitting there intently watching all of the credits. I never skipped the credits on no, one No, never. Because I, I was captivated. Like, is there more? Is something else going to happen? And I wasn't, I never felt dissatisfied. Like I had, I had been fooled into yeah. watching it. It just felt like it was a part of the experience. Yeah. It's thoughtful like that. I have to say, when people ask me about new shows coming out on Netflix, the the math that my brain is doing is, is this a show that I think is going to be very intentional, very artistic, very thoughtfully made? Is it going to provoke certain parts of my brain? Is it going to like respect my intelligence? Mm-hmm. Because I have a lot of shows queued up that do that. And if I think this new show is not going to do that, then I can wait. And this is part of the reason why I still haven't finished Daredevil Season 3. Because I recognize that it is good. It is. But it's good within... My my perception is it is good within its parameters of goodness. Mm -hmm. It can only be as good as it is... As they have all been. It can be a very good version of the thing that they've been. Or a really bad version. I suspect it's a good version, but it's not Breaking Bad. But it's not no. Homecoming. No. But it's not The Sopranos. And I'm watching some TV shows. I'm, I'm still working my way through The Sopranos. Timory has been re-watching Breaking Bad. I you know, finished watching the latest season of Better Call Saul. Vince Gilligan, similar. How's Better Call Saul? Phenomenal. I got it. I, like, I'm so behind on that. On par with or better than Breaking Bad. It's what? just intensely. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. On par with. Yes, sir. Is enough of a compliment. Of yes, itself. sir. But yes, when sir. you elevate to or better than. Yeah. Are you serious? I'm serious. I'm dead serious. There's there's no reason why that show should have been this good, let alone potentially better. And when I say better, I need to qualify that by saying it is a horse of a different color. Okay. It moves at a different speed. It it uses a lot of familiar like cinematography that you would recognize. Oh yeah, they do this in Breaking Bad. You know, the setup in the beginning where they don't reveal what happened until a little bit later, that sort of thing. But it is the the way that the characters operate, the plot that you love watching Breaking Bad because you want to see people get away with that big plan. Like mm-hmm. the thing they've been working on, and I can't believe they did that. It's mm-hmm. so good to see a plan come together. And I will say it is much more fun and way more exciting to watch Saul Goodman because that character is wonderful and charming and and cocky and arrogant and elusive and mysterious. I have way more fun watching that character than I do uh, watching Walter White. 
because Walter White is an asshole. And I'm re-watching Breaking Bad right now. Accurate. And sometimes I watch it and I'm like, yo. Yo, Walter White. I hate this has dude. Done, has done some wild stuff. Awful. And and honestly, I'm, I'm watching a lot because I love Jesse. I love Saul. I love Mike. Mike Ehrman Trout. Come on. And so Better Call Saul is basically like the Mike Ehrman Trout and Saul Goodman show. Spoilers. And it kills. Spoilers for Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Three, two, one. It's your fault. This is this whole episode is laden in walls. I'll be letting y'all know. Yeah. They're making a Breaking Bad movie. I saw that. With Jesse. How's that? Why? I don't know. Okay. I At first, I thought that was just a rumor. Like, Keanu is playing Spike Spiegel. Like, come on. Okay. He is? But, but now, no, I heard he's playing Walter White, though. Oh, all right. Yeah. Mm. Keanu, John, John White. Woo! Gonna be putting on the little pork pie hat. John White. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I don't know. I'm excited about Breaking Bad movie. I, I don't know how that's going to work. I think the formula of Breaking Bad episodes is really good. It's just tight storytelling. But um, all this is to say, there's too many good shows. For me to be sitting around watching Naruto. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Can you hear the heat that you are getting from anybody <laughs> listening to this right now? I'm only telling Can you hear? I... They're charging their key right now. Listen. I get... Yeah, that's what's Listen, happening. Uh, when Somebody, what is happening on the bus? Kid behind me wearing headphones and his fingers aflame. He's listening like to this. a podcast. His fingers aflame. He put his arms behind me, ran <laughs> off the damn bus. Yeah, I see where that came from too. But I'm I know that I, I think it's also like a nostalgic thing to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it seems like like I grew up watching this. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't because I was in military school. I missed it. Yeah. You know, I missed that whole revolution of anime. And when sure. I came back, it was Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And yeah. I was like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't, I'm, I'm straight on Yu-Gi-Oh! How do you feel about Detective Pikachu? It looks funny. <laughs> yeah, it looks, it, look, it looks like Deadpool and Ted, but for kids. Aha! That's, well, that's the way I'm seeing speaking it. Speaking of Deadpool, when you wish Deadpool. upon a Deadpool... When you wish, or once, once upon, once upon a Deadpool, yeah, once or whatever, upon, the heck once it upon is. a Deadpool. You gonna go see Deadpool two again? I will. I'm, Absolutely. God damn it! I'm mad about it. I'm frustrated. They, they got us. Yeah, because we we both knew that they were working on this PG thirteen version of mm-hmm. Deadpool two. It looks so funny. And then I watched the trailer and I thought, God damn, come on, Ryan Reynolds, you you pull you pushed every button. You know it. The Fred Savage thing, the fact that they're making fun of this existing in mm-hmm. the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you convinced me. And you know what? I wonder, will it be a better movie? Maybe. Because it might be funnier. You know, restrictions often allow people to come up with new situations Uh because they have to. Yeah. Because they can't just do the things they normally do. That's what I'm saying. find different ways to be funny. Yeah, and it makes sense that Deadpool can do this easily because he's always wearing the mask. And so a lot of the jokes came from... ADR and audio on top of what they already shot. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I heard Ryan Reynolds would edit and edit and edit and change the line and change the line and change the line. Even as they were getting really close to the movie being finished, he would just continually update the the gags. So with this one, why not just keep doing that? It's like right. a cartoon. You're yeah. just doing VO. Yeah. 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 Speaking, I mean, speaking of uh, Deadpool, Hugh Jackman's got a huge announcement. Tomorrow on Thursday. Yeah, if you're listening to this right now, is is probably already happened. We'll see what it is. Yeah, people are saying that. Oh, it's gonna be Wolverine. 
oh, it's going to be Hugh Jackman's going to be in Deadpool. The one thing, no, that I, would get me what, to go. What do you think? It, I I could see. I really could see. Wolverine is in Once Upon a Deadpool. I could see that because I think if you if you make that move, first of all, I can't think of any other movie that has been re-rated and then re-released again. Not because they needed to change its rating from, let's say, X or NC-17 to R. That's been a thing before. But this is a different thing. They're re-releasing it because they know there's still money on the table. They're getting that double dip. Exactly what you did with that Chick-fil-A. They're Mm -hmm. double dipping. That's correct. And uh, I think that's unprecedented. And it would be pretty wild if they knew their, their card, their ace in the hole, was putting Wolverine in the movie. Come on. What it, uh, you, know what I, you know what I could see happening? Hmm. I don't know if it's going to be in this, because you know there's going to be more Deadpool movies. Yes. You know what I could see happening? Hugh Jackman being in the movie as Hugh Jackman. But not as... But not as Wolverine. <laughs> That's a very Deadpool thing to do. Yeah. You know? like, And I could see Hugh Jackman, that being a way that Hugh Jackman would actually do it. Yeah. Because... Probably just footage of Ryan Reynolds huge, begging Hugh Jackman to be in the movie. A huge troll. Yeah. You know, a huge... Like, you know, a huge troll on all of us to yeah. go, he keeps calling him Wolverine. And he's like, I'm not Wolverine. Yeah. I'm not playing Wolverine ever again. Sure. It's like, sure. Okay, Logan. Yeah. That's fine. I can see that. We'll get you. That reminds me of the setup of uh, a South Park episode many years ago. Mm-hmm. It was an episode in which they, they promoted the hell out of this. It was an episode in which they would say the word shit in the cartoon on TV. And at the time, that was a big deal. Like on AMC, somebody got to tell AMC that that used to be a big deal. But like at the time, that was a big deal. And so the goof was every time Matt, Matt Stone and Trey Parker would say that, they had to pay money. They, they were getting fined. And so the episode itself, I think they said shit like 122 times throughout the episode. But the plot was revolving around a TV show within South Park. And the moment, similar to the actual reality, the moment inside of the TV show in which one of the characters was going to say that. And the big line, finally, at the very end, was a cop saying, oh, you uh, you got some shit on your shoe. <laughs> and that was like the whole thing. That was like, oh, it, you know, it captivated audiences. It tricked mm-hmm. everybody into watching right. it. And I, I could see Deadpool pulling that stunt with Hugh Jackman. Like, we got Wolverine. He's in the end credits. Stay after. Well, by the time we uh, wake up tomorrow, we'll be able to see what's really going on. Indeed. Yeah. Something else. Yes. More spoilers. Mm-hmm. Creed 2. Yeah. You seen it. I seen it. Seen it. If you ain't seen it, internet, we're going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Adam and I haven't talked about these things in a while. Yeah. So we got to get them off our Spoilers. Uh, our chest. Spoiler wall going off for Creed 2. Three, two, one. <laughs> it's your fault. Ding, ding. Creed 2, what you got? Uh, am, am I just laying it all out? Let me know what you think. Okay. 60 second shot clock. 60-second shot clock. Creed 2 is a good sequel. It's a good movie, and it's a good sequel. It is not a Ryan Coogler film, and it is not as powerful or, I would, I would say, meaningful as the first Creed. And I enjoyed it. It satisfied me, gave me what, what I wanted, and it did a good job of it. Uh, but it is, it is not Creed 1. So let me just lay this to rest. It is not better than the first Creed. And then I'll, I'll go on later. What's your shot clock? 60 seconds. I think that Creed 2 keeps the spirit of Rocky, mm-hmm. but still does its own thing. 
Yes. Creed 2 has jammed Rocky 2, 3, and 4 all in one movie. Yes. While at the same time making me feel bad for Drago. Yeah. That was and a, a, his son. That was a, a hell of a surprise. Actually, Tessa Thompson said Joan better. Yeah. This time. It was improved. And I think that they did a really good job of tugging on my heart heartstrings and making me feel. And man, I was weepy through like the entire movie. I was very emotional throughout the movie. Like it really, yeah, more so than Rocky One, mm-hmm. Rocky listen, Creed One, Creed One. I think I was more emotionally invested mm. in this one. Yeah, because I know everybody already. Sure, and this one really was leaning on the nostalgia hard. Yeah, like it was really leaning on it, and for me, I was just like. I'm in. Yeah. You know, all I'll take all of the I'll take another serving of nostalgia, please. Sure. Like I'm very emotional, very wrapped up in it. Yeah. And I have some critiques. Uh let, let me share my critique and then you share yours. Go for it. My big critique is Adonis sucks. Tell me more. He was a jerk throughout most of the film. And I didn't feel as though a jerk too. Everybody. He was a jerk to uh, his his spoiler baby mama. He was mm-hmm. a jerk to uh, uh, Tessa Thompson. He was mm-hmm. a jerk to his mother. He was a jerk to Rock. He was a, he was a jerk. He was he was arrogant. He didn't learn why he did well in the first place, and it took a very long time for him to come around to learning why he wants to fight. And I understand this is the crux of the film, right? We have to have a conflict. And what is the conflict? Like, how are we going to learn from this situation? Rocky Three. But I found myself so frustrated with Adonis for most of the movie, like, dog. And and even when they got to the end of the movie, it felt like the catharsis is, of course, while he does the thing. He wins the fight. He beats Drago. Hooray. He gets it. Like, he wins the fight because he understands that he's got to embrace his his family and he's got to do it for himself and he's got mm-hmm. to internalize, like, what is your motivation? Don't do it for other people. You got to do it for you. Right. Right? But at the same time, I felt like, but I didn't really see him outside of the ring understand and internalize that lesson. I didn't see him really get that. Yeah. And how irresponsible it is for you to get so wrecked after you find out you're about to become a father and leave Tessa on her own to take care of herself and take care of you. And there's, he was just making a lot of decisions that made me so mad. And the way that he was talking to Rocky just frustrated me because the way they bonded in the first film was so touching, the way they take care of each other, the things that they went through, the trials and the tribulations of protecting each other. And for him to just kind of like toss it out, I'm like... Adonis, come on, man. Why are you acting like this? You feel like they didn't earn it? I think I think they earned it because in the movie logic, I know exactly what the, that last fight meant. And he came out on top. And I get it. But I was, let me say, I'll say this. It's not something that I'm complaining about, but I was surprised by how frustrated I was with him for like 80% of the movie. Mm-hmm. Because I love Mike, I love Michael B. Jordan. I love Adonis Creed. Mm-hmm. I grew to love Adonis Creed in the first one for sure. Right. And I did not expect to go into this one feeling like I'd be mad at him for most of the film. Because I was. Yeah, I think that Rocky's 
I mean, in a weird way, it's a Rocky movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like a kid. I do love that they tied it in with his son. Yeah. He finally got back to that. One, listen, man, a couple feelings. One, if y'all kill Rocky in this movie, I swear to God, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to lose it in this theater. I was like, I'm yeah. going to weep if they kill Rocky. Uh-huh. And they didn't kill him, but they, they, they created a moment that was close. When he opened that door and his actual son from Balboa was there. Yeah. And so that's slow as acting. He's acting. He's doing a damn good job. And he's like, you look just like his mother. And the funny thing was, he didn't even have to say Adrian. Nah. Yeah. Like, we knew yeah. who he was talking about. And we knew how much that meant to him. You know what I'm saying? How important that is. Yeah. And when he says, do you want to come in? And he goes, yeah. And just wipes the one tear away. That was... That was and, it. And, and then with the ball from Rocky, like all of those points, great nostalgia stuff. Creed 2 does what Marvel movies did, what Infinity War did, which is it is a, a pretty incredible culmination yeah. of a lot of movies. Yes. And I'll say... Timory and I went to see Creed 2. She's only seen Creed and zero Rocky movies. What's up with her? But almost all of those beats, I had to explain a bit of Rocky 4, of course. You know, got to talk about Apollo. Got to talk about Drago. Mm -hmm. If he dies, he dies. Mm -hmm. Right? And um, I had to tell her a little bit of that, but all of those emotional beats work independently of that information. Really? But so if, she still felt it. Yeah, but if you and I, like you and I have that context, A... It, it, it like it, it's a haymaker to your heart, and I think that's the reason why I enjoyed it so much because it is a Rocky Four sequel. Yeah, you know is. what I'm saying. It is. Like it is. everything to the throwing in the towel to the you know Drago's wife actually showing up, and you're like, yo, coldest. she she's here, the coldest, and and then the son getting upset, and she left us, and then Drago like he left us because da da da, and then. Drago actually having the moment of going, oh, I've been... It's me. Oh, it's about... Oh, I should have been focusing on my son. And him like having the moment of going, mm -hmm. I'm not going to let what happened to Apollo Creed happen to my... What? I love my son, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like that. But, so all of the... Really loved it. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed here's it the, here's, the, here's my nitpicky thing. Yeah. It's a very Philadelphia thing. Uh-huh. They try to keep making this point of Tessa Thompson's character being from Philly mm -hmm. and being a Philly John. Her going to the foundry was like, what? And it's like, but it doesn't matter. Hmm. It doesn't matter that she's from Philly. And you keep trying to make this work. Mm -hmm. You keep trying to make, oh, you're a Philly girl. You're a Philly. And it's like, I can feel the sophistication oozing off of Tessa Thompson. Mm -hmm. Like, whether she is or is not from Philly does not play a role in this character at all. Hmm. She can be this sophisticated, artistic, and then you, you're trying to like, it's like- You think they were trying to belabor the point, which almost kind of undoes. It's, yeah, because it's kind of just let her be who she is. Yeah. You know, like she's just her. Mm -hmm. Are you a Philly? You, and it's like, it'd be one thing if she was a Philly hood John. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she was like, Nah, Donnie, like, for real, like, oh, for real, you going, like, that's what we doing? Like, yeah. 
but she's not like she that. She lives up in North Philly you know? on Diamond Street. It, it, yeah. it, but we 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 are not. You're not giving me this caricature yeah. of what a Philly girl is like. Yeah. You've just got this this person, but you keep going. She's from Philly. She's from Philadelphia. She's from Philly. Remember, she's from Philly. This is the Philadelphia connection. Yeah. Hey, Rocky's from Philly. Here's the Philadelphia connection. And it's like, stop, stop. Just yeah. let let the character be who she is because her being from Philly is not important. You know what, though? As you say that, I understand what you're saying, but I, her being from Philly may not be important, but Philadelphia, I think, is important. And this this movie, more than most movies, is very tied to its city, its origin. This right? one? No, or, no, no. I mean, uh, this franchise, I this, should say. This franchise, this franchise yeah. right? Rocky is Philly. People yeah. talk about Rocky being from Philly. Yeah. Even though he's a fictional character, he's still very much ingrained in, in yeah. like our region's identity. And when I when I saw Creed, the first Creed, it was one of the most powerful and, and city-affirming experiences yes. I've ever had. Yes. Flat out. Mayor Michael Nutter sat behind me. This is not a joke. Our goddamn mayor sat behind me in the theater out in West Philly on 40th and Walnut, and I felt proud. And it was incredible. And in this one, they talk about leaving Philly, and then they go to the West Coast, and I felt mad. I was like, oh, this is what this is? Steve Caples Jr., this is what you're going to (laughs) do? You're going to pull them away from Philadelphia. And I understand the necessity necessity of doing that. I think it makes sense, especially if Adonis is going to be the heavyweight champ. Like, you're probably not going to be living in South Philly. It's probably not what it's what, what's happening. I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to be that rich. No. Living in regular old Philly. Uh-uh. You're just not, because yeah. you're not going to make it. No, it's not you know, going to work like that. Somebody's going to pay you a visit. But um, I, I I found myself getting resentful. Like, don't don't take this part out of the identity, because I don't want that to go away. But at the same time, when they go to the foundry in the first movie, they went to Johnny Brenda's mm-hmm. small, you know, small spot. Right? Is is kind of meaningful. It's 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 not like it's old. It's not been around. It's not historic. Right? But it's a smaller spot. It's it's more ingrained in my idea my idea of where I spent time in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. When they went to the foundry, I'm like, oh, we're bigger now. We're a little bit dissociated now. I think the thing is, though, like... The Foundry, by the way, is a music venue for anybody listening to this and doesn't care. Um, it's it's interesting how it plays with the city and with the identity of the film and, and the characters themselves. But I, I see what you're saying, where they, they, do, they belabor the point so much that it ends up undoing what it's attempting to do. Yeah, because they're trying... And I'm looking up her... Uh, Bianca. So I think the thing about... Bianca's character is like, and that's why I say this is a very Philly nitpick because the biggest critique that everybody has from Creed is Bianca saying Joan wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. the, the even when people come from out of town, you know, like we talk about yeah Creed and I'm like yeah, but she said Joan wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Now yeah, and then and then Donna says Joan wrong, and it's just bad when he said you got a Joan. <laughs> well. <laughs> but when when we are if we're gonna make Bianca the connection to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. this is again the nitpick. It's like I don't think we're doing that very well. Hmm. Like if we're making her the 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 anchor, the tether mm-hmm. that keeps all of this connected, mm-hmm. she's just a she's just a woman. 
Hmm. She's there's nothing particularly Philly about her. Sure. You know, other than she said Joan. And yeah. you keep saying she's from Philly. Sure. And I'm kind of going like put a little bit more effort into that, yeah. you know? Or otherwise examine why do it. Or otherwise why are we doing it? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like why you a Philly drone? What's that mean? Yeah. Because you what is it what does that actually mean that you're saying that? Right. What is special about her that makes her cuz she's you know what I mean? And it's almost and this is again, this is a very Philly thing. It's almost like, oh, that's what you think Philly is saying, John. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely. You see, how how many billboards have you seen in the past like two years that use John to sell you? Right, something? I understand. It's like, that. You, you know the way that it's kind of leaked into a different usage pattern, right? It's like, did you see? Yeah, the same, you, the same you way that lit has has like become like, uh, join AT and T and your speeds will be lit. All right. I just want. I just, and I'm not even. I'm not even saying we're at that point. I'm just saying that, again, super duper nitpick on the movie I like. Mm-hmm. Let's make it something else other than we just keep saying. Because at this point, it's like you're from Canada. Mm-hmm. You're from. You might as well. You're from Texas. Yeah. You're from Albuquerque. You could say she's from anywhere because it doesn't really. It, the only thing that matters is the fact that you keep saying it. Sure. But. You know what I'm saying? Like show, the, you're saying show don't tell. Yeah, yeah, give me something else other than. And also, hard to believe that Michael B. Jordan and Drago are in the same weight class. And, oh my Huge. God, Drago! Huge. Yes. Yeah, man. Gigantic. He's a beast. Oh. Big, big, nasty. That's what they call him, right? That's his real life. That's his uh, real his real nickname. Real fight name. Jesus. Yeah, man, that guy is on another level. He looked. <laughs> he looked. Like the creative character from a wrestling video game. Yes. Because when he, he when they're toe to toe and like have to touch gloves in the in the middle of the ring, mm-hmm. I'm looking at Adonis. Okay, that's Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And he is Jack. Big. And then I look over one. at Drago. Oh. Yo. That's the well first now. that's the first character they give you. That's a template. <laughs> the like shaved white head. The the shaved white guy. Right, right, right. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. how big do you want him? <laughs> as big as I can. How muscular? <laughs> as muscular as I oh can. My goodness. And then you're like, what's your powers? All on strength. Yeah. You know, stamina, one percent. And as I said on Twitter, shout out to the the artists who did the sound effects in this. What's the terminology? Foley. Okay. Foley. The, the, that's the, you know, walking on grass and mm. like the animal sounds and the car crash and all that stuff. They do all these sounds in the sound studio. Shout out to the Foley artists who did all of the sounds of ribs crunching every time Drago punches Adonis. Because I, I, my ribs hurt. You know, mirror neurons. It's this scientific concept. You're watching something and your experience, your brain experiences like a little percentile of what mm-hmm. that thing is. Mm-hmm. You see somebody do a backflip off of a, a like a, a mountain while snowboarding. You're like, yeah, I feel that exhilaration. Right. When I'm watching Adonis get rocked, I'm like, my body moves in the same direction. It hurt. I didn't like that. You might want to get that checked out. I didn't like that. Get look, get that looked into. Yeah, you're rough. not supposed to feel movies. I came out with a black eye. <laughs> something something last, else happened. The last time that I happened. don't know where you were at, but you might not have been at the movies. <laughs> the you said you weren't watching Fight Club? Last time I did that, it was Suicide Squad. Mm. And it was 4D, if you recall. Oh, I never saw. I want to <laughs> I still gotta see a 4D movie. I was getting my ass kicked along with watching this bad movie. Yeah, you're getting punched in the back or something. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Go see Creed 2. Yeah. And, um, you know, for, for the sake of doing this, everybody talked about Ryan Coogler when Creed came out. So 
let's talk more about Steve Capel Jr. Good Killed job. it. Did a great job. Good job. I'm going to yeah. give that movie a B. Is it, yeah, I will ha- very happily give it a B. I'm excited to see it again. It was a good movie. What about Homecoming? TV show? Homecoming, giving Homecoming an A. I give that one an A. I think that is a whole nother level. It, it feels very masterful, that, that TV show. Well worth your time. 10 episodes. And this is something that I absolutely love. Not every episode is the exact same duration because Sam Esmail doesn't need that. But ultimately, they're all like 30 minute episodes. Around half an hour. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes it's a little shy of that because it's almost like you can hear him saying, "I'm well, I don't need it. Why, why would I waste the time? Yeah, you know, props. Excellent show. Um, what else we got to talk about? Um, Stan Lee. Yeah, I guess before we sign off, we just want to say some words about Stan Lee because we missed that moment. Shout out to the OG Stan Lee yeah. who has played a huge part in our lives, our imaginations, mm-hmm. our moral compass, our perspective on what good guys and bad guys are and what it means to be a hero mm-hmm. and what one person trying to do the good thing the right thing and standing up against the bad guys, what what that represents. Like the characters that he has created and the work that he has done has played a huge part. His legacy, his impact mm-hmm. on this culture around him is like magnanimous. Like innumerable people he's affected. Yeah. And, and I want to speak to a, a little bit of a, a controversy surrounding Stan Lee. Stan Lee is not a universally beloved guy, especially mm-hmm. in comics, because he, he is remembered to have taken a lot of ideas as his own that weren't his. And understandably, if you were a creator, if you were working at the, the origin and the heyday of comics, that's upsetting, right? You, and you wouldn't want anybody to do that to your work. But I want to remind everyone that people contain multitudes and there are a lot of things that have gone by in his, what, 95 years 95. on earth. So there, there are a lot of things that have occurred. There are a lot of uh, 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 things that we do and don't know. And what, what Stan Lee has done is an impeccable job of being the, the charisma and the face and the, the person who invites you into a culture. And it's not to, you know, forget about any past sins because it's not like anybody is without sins. But uh, I think he's, he has done a job like no other person in inviting people into a culture. Yeah. No, no, or every comic book is somebody's first. Mm-hmm. Every podcast is somebody's first. Mm-hmm. Every, every something is somebody's first. And, and that regimen of inviting people warmly and welcoming them into being a part of something. I, I always remember Stan for that, right? Of course, creating uh, comic book characters and his, you know, uh, his dialogue and his copy and like all that stuff is incredible. No prizes. But, but I always remember him for making making you feel like you belong. That's the, for me. That's his legacy: making you feel like you belong here, and that's awesome. So, Excelsior! Yeah, and it's definitely something <clears throat> like the impact. That's yeah. the thing I think about. It's like, whoa, this is a person who left things better than the way he found them. Mm. Sure. That's something. Yeah. Um, and else? shout out to you for naming the character the man thing, even though literally all of your coworkers told you that was a bad idea. But you gone did it anyway, Stan Lee. So 
Nice work, my man. You damned him to never being a, a beloved character, and here I am, well, sitting with it. Apparently, he's wielding Mjolnir from what you showed me. Yes, the Man-Thing in Avengers, the 700th issue of Avengers, Man-Thing has a Mjolnir, or at least there's a vision of a possible future, and Man-Thing has a Mjolnir, so... 2019 is the year of the man thing. Just want to proclaim that. Book Junto started. That's right. And don't you forget it. Okay. And 2019 is the year of the man thing. I'm telling you, he's got me only, or that means he's worthy. And you know what that means? What? I don't know. I have to actually look it up. Let's see. Like exactly what that means. We shall see. But I, it is rare. And I can tell you that. All right. Let's talk about some stuff. So I think Adam and I are going to do bi-weekly episodes. Yeah. That's what we're going to attempt to do. Yeah. And when we say bi-weekly, we don't mean two a week. We mean every other week. So you're probably going to be hearing Comic Book Junto this week and then wait a week and you'll get one the next. Right. So when you hear this, I want you to hit me up with your top five anime suggestions. Mm -hmm. What are the top five dead or alive anime you know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. I need to watch movies, shows, period, at Octavius A. Newman. Let me know what I should watch. Yeah, yeah. We got to get put you on the path. Um, I am currently watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah. So watch one episode. I like that. I'm into that. We're going to talk about that as you continue because that show is a trip. Okay. And there's a, an entire like internet culture of people saying that they understand the meaning of that show. And who really knows? Who really knows? I might find out. You might find out. I might be the one to crack the code. Absolutely. And for what it's worth, just to tie this all together to Comic Book Junto, the director of Neon Genesis is the same man who directed Shin Godzilla. Look at that. Yeah. And he God's was plan. asked to make a God, God's plan. Shout out to Drake. Shout out to you, Aubrey. Uh, he was asked to make the Godzilla movie after Neon Genesis Evangelion. And he said, no, I decline because that anime damn near killed me. I'm done. Mm. And then many years later, he came back and Shin Godzilla. That's what's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Let me know what that is. Um, also, Adam and I are going to be talking about our top 10 movies. Yeah, it's coming that time of, of the year. year. So December's right around the corner. We got a couple episodes. So we're going to try to save that for our second to last or maybe last episode. So I'm on a spree right now. I got a long list of things I want to see. I've done seen everything. I almost. bet. I bet. We're going to go and see uh, Into the Spider-Verse very yep. soon. Yep. So we'll have an episode out for that. But uh, I got a long list. If Beale Street Could Talk is coming, mm-hmm. uh, I do want to see Green Book. Yes. Uh, I want to see the Netflix horror movie Cam. I keep hearing great things about that. Yeah? Yeah. Cam, C-A-M? Cam, C-A-M. Horror movie. Yeah. Hmm. I want to see that, hearing good things about that. First Reformed, I think came out a month or two ago. Ethan Hawke, hear great things about that. I'm going to give you some of the stuff that's currently on my list that I'm playing around with. Mm. A Quiet Place, Hereditary, Mm. A Star is Born, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Searching, um, sorry to bother you. I did see you. searching. John Cho? Yeah. yeah. Sorry good. to bother you. Um that's just that's just some oh blind blind spotting. Yo, that movie is amazing. Yeah. That was incredible. That was a very good movie. Yeah, so there's there's a there's a handful of movies that I've seen so many movies, I have to go back and remember what I saw. 2018 I, has been a very good year. You know, year. Black Panther and Infinity War came out this year. It's hard to understand. And the year's not even over yet. It's hard to wrap We my still mind got 
freaking Alita Battle Angel. We still got yep. Into the Spider-Verse. We got uh, Mary Poppins. We've got mm-hmm. Aquaman. No Aquaman. Star Wars. No. Um, what else is coming out? I don't know. It's the a Steve lot. Steve Carell and, movie. And 2019 is going to be insane when it comes to like Disney or Marvel movies. They Lion King. Yeah. Captain Marvel. Avengers 4. Mm-hmm. Aladdin. Uh, oh, I saw Ralph Breaks the Internet. How I really like that. That was good? Really like that. I still have not seen the first one. That one is contending for my favorite animated movie this year. Yo! Wow. All right. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how. Watch out, Spider Man's. We'll see how Spider Man is. Mm-hmm. But I liked it more than um, uh, Incredibles two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Teen Titans Go to the Movies was really good too. Great movie. Love that movie. Yeah. I've seen it twice within the span of like two weeks. Hilarious. It was very funny. Um, what else, Adam? That's all I got, man. I'm just happy to be back in the studio. Yes. Yeah. So at Octavius A. Newman at Adam Tedris. Top five anime that Octavia should watch. Let me know about that. Let us know what your top 10 movies of the year 2018 are so we can start compiling our ideas and start referencing your own. Um, Leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes so that we can continue to rise up in the rankings. Please share this episode with someone else who should listen to it and wants to hear us rant about how little I know about anime and how much Adam does know about anime. I guess. My experience going through... Uh, Naruto. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, the uh, otaku edition of Comic Book Junto. I don't know what that means. We full on weeaboo, maybe. What? That's right. Oh, I don't know. Kawaii. That's right. Uh, this is what this is. This is. I, a, you I just don't picture, know anything about this. You picture a little conference room, Chibi Octavius sitting across <laughs> from a little Chibi Adam Jirai. We gotta get somebody to draw Chibi Octavius. Oh, gotta do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I want a One Punch Man one where I'm like so ripped, it's ridiculous, and it just looks looks disturbing, you know? So veiny. Yeah, yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. That's what's up. Um, That's it. Mm -hmm. Let us know what your thoughts are on this episode. Share it with a friend. Um, Yeah. Two more episodes and we hit 100, baby. That's centennial. Wow. We got that. We've been waiting for the 100th episode for, for, <laughs> yeah. for years. We've been on like uh-huh. 98 for two uh-huh. years. And we're bringing everything back. 100. Man, Man Man's coming back for Whoa, that one. We, we, the, whole, we, the whole thing. You might want to relax. The whole thing. Overpromising. We're going to talk about how... Uh, uh, what what was the short story contest we had? What we were saying, man, like man, no, it was uh, Metro Boomin. Oh wow, why doesn't we have Metro Boomin trust? Oh, <laughs> <my gosh. laughs> We've done a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, bring it all back. Take a walk down memory lane. Man. Well, we appreciate you guys for sticking with us. Thank you for the ninety eight episodes and all the rest of the episodes. On top of that, uh-huh. we love y'all. Until next time, peace. Oh, 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 oh.